0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Red X Podcast. I'm Tyler Fenn, Director of Sales here at Red X. Uh, And today with me, I have from Dallas, Texas, Tammy Slay. Tammy, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, me too. Now, as always, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or uh, watching this on our our Red X corporate website, make sure that you chat in your questions for Tammy. Uh, The things that we're gonna talk about today uh, regardless of of how long you've been in real estate, there's going to be some things that you can take away. So whether you're a 35-year veteran, whether you're a brand new agent, we're going to talk about some of the basics, some of the things that, that uh, w- would you say, Tammy, that some of these things are maybe some that get overlooked by agents that have been in the business for a while? Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, good. They're they're always good to go back and revisit and get back to the basics. Sometimes you get too in your routine that you're not realizing all the things you're missing out on.
0: Well, good. I, I'm, I'm really excited for this. So as always, as you have questions, make sure to chat those in. Uh, people on the RedX team, regardless of where you're watching this, they'll make sure that those questions get over to Tammy and I, and we can talk about these things. So Tammy, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our, our listeners first? Just tell us a little bit about who you are uh, and uh, and why they should listen to you, because that's, uh, that's important. You've got a resume here that people should pay attention to. Oh, Okay,
1: well, if I forget anything on that resume, you're going to have to call it out. You
0: got it. You got it. Right
1: uh so i am a broker owner of a company out of the dallas texas area and i run a team out of that company as well so team leader been in business about 15 years um just a little over 15 years now and i'm a mother of four a grandmother of one who i got a message today that he's standing on his own now so i'm excited for that video to come in and i'm the mother of a labrador named charlotte so I'm not sure if I'm missing anything on that. Got some designations behind my name. Got some rewards behind my name. Got all that too. But the most important is I do have a brokerage company. I have a team, um, wife and mother, grandmother, and a dog mama.
0: That is awesome. Thank you so much. I I happen to have a Labrador also, so we've got some things in common already. Where does this start? Yeah. start to be a good show. So yes. let let me uh, let me ask this: is is uh, how, how yeah, I, I mentioned there's some things here that we're going to talk about that regardless of where you're at in the business, people can walk away. And, and that's what we want, right, is we want people to walk away from the next uh, few minutes we're going to spend together and go, here are some concrete things that I can do. Um, and uh, And if I understand correctly, you're teaching a course right now. Onboarding new agents and and kicking them off right because we know that real estate school teaches us everything about how to be an agent, right? So no. so why don't you walk it doesn't? Why don't you walk not us enough. through that? Not why not you walk us through that a little bit? Let's talk about some of the things that a new agent needs and maybe some of the things that the pros have forgotten or or have set by the wayside that they can always get back to the basics a little bit. So let's talk about some of those things. All right.
1: Um, so you're absolutely right. We are so we are teaching a course right now. Um, my team is teaching one. And we in this course actually we have a mix. So you're you're dead on. And we have brand new agents that um have doing this. Two of them um, were licensed, I think the day of, like the day okay, the course, wow. goes, they became active. So brand new. We have some agents that have been licensed um, less than a year, so still new to the business, and then we have seasoned agents that have been licensed over 10 and 15 years that are part of this, that are utilizing this course to reset their business and ramp it back up after COVID has affected them and kind of put this pause on their business. So they're going back to the basics to reset their business. Some of those basics that many agents don't even start with, myself included, and I made the mistake is not having a business plan, not knowing your why. Why are you getting out of bed? Why are you going to the office? Why are you even showing a home? When you truly know your why, it motivates you to have those uncomfortable conversations. It motivates you to get out there and to push yourself. Um, Also in the business planning, do you have core values? Do you have a mission statement? We have one as a company, but then our individual agents and our admin staff, they all have an individual mission statement and core value as well. When you really know those your mission and your core values. One, it helps you to articulate why you're even in the business. When you're going on a listing presentation, for myself, our mission statement as a company is for everyone we interact with to feel significant. So when I'm sitting down at a table at a listing presentation, and I bring that up and say, you know, this is our goal. This is what we develop our systems on, our workflows. Um, I'm here with you. I'm not on my phone. And I tell them my mission. There's a emotional connection there. So I would say that the seasoned agents have probably the majority of them spent a lot of time developing technical and transactional habits and not really digging into why they're even in business.
0: So let me ask this question because we had Brooke signs on our, on our podcast on Monday and she mentioned having the importance of having a business plan. One thing that we didn't get into, and I don't want to spend the whole podcast on this, but this is an important thing is where does somebody even start to create a business plan? I mean, when when you're talking about core values and purpose and all of these things, that can be overwhelming for a new agent to go, I, I don't know. I don't know yet. And so how how if you were coaching somebody through this, how would you get them started on creating that business plan that ends up becoming the foundation on how you do business, correct?
1: Correct. Correct.
0: So, so help us help teach us here. Take us to school.
1: All right. Okay. I love it. Just call me teacher Tammy. <laughs> um, so the first step is asking what is your five-year goal? Okay. And it's less important to, for it to really be a five-year goal versus a six-year goal. It's more important for me as a coach or as a teacher, especially in this course, to understand where do you even want to go? So we got to look out a little bit further into the future. What are you doing here? Where do you want to go? Where is your dream? Where do you see yourself in five years in real estate? So once we have the bigger picture, then we can break that down. And we break that down by what's a one-year goal. So let me hear what your one-year goal is. And it's important to understand we have five-year business goals and five-year life goals. So when we're developing our business plan, we're focused on both. Everything in your life affects your business, and everything in your business affects your life. So when you discount the life, and you leave it out of the business plan, and you leave it out of your planning, you're doing yourself a disservice, and you're setting yourself really up to fail. So when you're developing a business plan, when we're talking about the five-year goals, I want to know five-year life goals, five-year business goals. Then we break it down to the one-year, one-year life, one-year business. We break it down even more to six months goal okay. i really break it down even more from there to monthly and daily so i can know what i need to do every single day to be able to hit my goal at the end of the year whatever goal that is if it's a social media following goal if it's a transaction close goal if it's a sales volume goal or recruiting goal whatever that is when we start big and we break it down and we develop the plan it truly and honestly comes down to a daily goal you wake up on tuesday and you do these activities you do these activities on friday you build it into your plan and into your calendar then you hit your goals it's sounds so, a little simple but well, okay, I mean, it's a hard it, process but you truly can break it down.
0: Yeah, I think I think the pro, the exercise could could certainly take more time than than I mean, you're not going to have it done before lunch, I think. No, but, no, 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 no. <laughs> but if what I if what I'm hearing is correct, let's say you know, I, let's say you know, I, I want to sell 1000 homes over the next 5 years, which yeah. you know, we're going to use nice round numbers here. But then yeah. you're saying, "Okay, well, in your first year, you're 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 having somebody break down how many are you going to accomplish in your first year? Where, what pillars of business are those going to come from? Um, how are you going to generate leads for that? And then you're breaking that down even further to, well, this month that means month one. We want to try to have two transactions this month. You want to double that to four next month. You want to, you know, go to six the month after that in order to be on track for this one thousand. But then even further, you're saying, look, this includes a daily task. I need to, on a on a daily con, or a daily basis, it might be. You know, you have to make a certain amount of contacts a day. You need to to have a certain amount of interactions with people, and and you're saying this is what's built out and written down in a detailed plan that somebody's going to follow over the next five years. Absolutely. Wow.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a amazing.
1: It's it's a it's a true game changer. There are a lot of seasoned agents, and when we know um, that the latest report from NAR was 80% of agents leave the business in their first year.
0: Yes. And I
1: believe Tom Perry said it was 87%. So 80% of those that get their license in their first year, they have dreams, they have goals, they have expectations. They want to make a certain amount of money or they have to make a certain amount of money. Many of them, their mortgage relies on that. So then, when they don't have a plan and they don't have anything to execute and they don't know where to get started and they wake up in the morning and they're like, what do I do? Who do I call? Can I even see what I'm going to do three months from now? It's very daunting. 80% leave. I mean, that's, it's huge to me. And, And they go in debt during that one year, hugely in debt during that one year and then leave the business. The seasoned agents, that have either through organic, you know, happen to be the lucky 20% organically, that they they still can't plan out five years from now what I'm gonna do. Where it is, it's become more organic. So our, our system or our class, our course is about being in control of your business rather than reactive to your business. So I can claim right now how many closings I'm gonna have at the end of the year. And it's, and it's not just a
0: wish list, right? You're okay, saying no, no. you're saying I can say that, and I know what I have to do today to ensure that it happens. Yep. yep. So, as a, as a as a broker owner of of a couple of different brokerages, correct? Um correct. If as a broker owner, is it is it easy for you to identify the agents that did a good job creating that business plan and are working hard to stick to it, as opposed to those who maybe didn't take that process seriously?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's very easy to identify one because I used to be that one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was right there. I had a good business. It was organic. It reacted to the market. I literally, it was like I sat on this shelf, and I waited for someone to just walk in front of my shelf and say, "We need you, Tammy, uh, to purchase or buy a resale sell-, sell a home." And then I get it put back on the shelf until someone else went, we need you, Tammy. Now I'm the one walking down the street going, I'm going to sell that one. I'm going to sell that one. I'm going to buy that one. I'm going to buy that one. I'm now in control of my business. I can claim from the very beginning of the year, even through COVID, and we're going to exceed our goals for the year that we set for ourselves in January 1st. We're going to bypass them. And I can claim that and already know what my numbers will be at the end of the year.
0: That is so when I'm looking at college,
1: it's you know, I, I don't have to have those
0: uncertainties. I, I love it. That is amazing. And thank you for spending time to talk about that because I I agree. I think that having that plan written down is incredibly important. And I'm glad we spent a few minutes to talk about how to create that because because it's it's easy to overlook, it's easy to go. I'll get around to that, and then you're ten years into the business, and you go, oh, "I don't think I ever did that. I've just been flying by the seat of my pants." So yeah. I thank you for spending a few minutes on that. So I, I love this idea of of business plan, and then this becomes the foundation. What else is there? What else? Are, what are What are the other things that that agents are overlooking that they're missing out, or that new agents may just not know as they get into the business?
1: Well, certainly, with that is when we develop a strategic plan within our business plan. We do, we create core values. Okay. We create a mission statement in the course we create one as a course. So we actually do a live exercise of that. If we pretend we're all on a team together, if we were all on a real team together, and these are agents from all over the US. So they're not agents that are just within my brokerage. It's a course that's open to agents all over. And we come together as a group of strangers and we develop a class culture. And the reason we do that is to teach. People, agents, how to develop their own culture, how to develop core values, how to develop a mission statement. Let's create your own. So when you're done with the course, you have that. Once you have those foundationals of the business plan and your strategic plan and your values and your mission, that's, that's a business. Hey, do you see that? I'm not working a job. I just created a personal business for myself. Now I know where to go. So then we get into lead generation, we get into scripts, we get into developing your own sphere. So everybody has a sphere that's generating income and business for them. We get into the pillars of income. We create a buyer presentation, a listing presentation. We practice with the class. We have accountability partners that are assigned within the class. Finding a mentor, teaching you how to show a home. It's a dynamic course that really goes to teaching you how to read the closing statement. You know, how do you understand the ALTA statement and, and be able to go through all those lines, developing a budget for your business?
0: So, so of, of all of these things, and, and the course sounds amazing, of all of these things, what what are some of the ones that you feel like are the ones that, that? I mean, if, if you had to pick one or two things to say, <laughs> I can only teach these things and and I want to try to move the needle in a new agent's business or or, or improve a, a veteran agent's business as much as possible. What, what of, of that whole list of things that you're teaching agents, what are maybe the ones that you feel like you couldn't go without these ones? These is this, this, the bare minimum gotta have these skills and systems and processes in place.
1: Okay, I'm gonna give you the top three. Okay. All right, so top one, absolutely your foundational value. You gotta have a culture.
0: Okay. You, you,
1: you, every single agent is building a brand for themselves or they're working on a brand for their team, but you have to have a culture. Number okay. 1 hands down. You got to know why you're waking up in the morning. So that big why, those values, those mission statement, that's number 1. Number 2 is learning your magic number. And everybody has a magic number. It's their conversion number. How okay. many points does it take for you to get a closing? How many points does it take for you to hit an appointment? How many points does it take for you to sign an agreement? How many points does it take to, you know, get to the closing table? Everybody's got one. And when you track your numbers, and we talk a lot about tracking in the course, and we do it from day one, you're tracking your daily money-making activities every day, as well as tracking your 30-minute blocks of your daily activity. So what are you spending your time on? What are you doing that has a point value that we assign to it? And then when you get to the end of the three months and we're looking at your business from high up, we're able to know that for Tammy Slay, it's 240 points to a closing. For Tammy Slay to get a listing agreement from a FISBO, it's this many points. For Tammy Slade to get a buyer rep agreement, it's this many points. So how many points does it take for me to set an appointment with a Fisbo, When I know that, when I know the number of calls it takes for me to set an appointment with a Fisbo, and I know that in order for me to hit 24 goal, 24 closings in a year, you following? Yeah. For me to hit 24 closings in the year from a Fisbo, I need to set maybe 36 appointments. Gotcha. All right. So when I know I need to set 36 appointments, how many phone calls do I break that down in a week to break down in a day? So for any agent, seasoned, brand new, no matter where you at, when you know your magic number, you control your business.
0: So so if I'm understand correctly, you're talking about tracking your daily activities and how they and how they they correlate to commission checks on the back end essentially, right? Yeah. Is Correct. is how many phone calls do I have to make? How many Fizbo's? Um, ha, And and are you breaking that down? And it sounds like you are. Are you breaking that down based on the different pillars of your business? So let's say you're prospecting to your sphere of influence. You go, hey, my my point my point value for for that is you know two hundred or whatever. Right. Whereas expired listings is you know I I only need eighty five points to get a closing. And with that. Are, do, do you see that agents then begin to focus more on one than the other because they go, "Hey, my conversion here, man, I only need 80 points versus 200." Do you find that that you you start to see specialization as people recognize this these numbers? Absolutely. I mean,
1: yeah, the clarity in it is is huge. I mean, you can now see your not only what you've been doing, but you have a Clear understanding of where your skills are, of where also maybe where you want to prove it. Maybe I'm really interested in working this one pillar, but my conversion number isn't that great. Maybe it's Facebook. You know, let's say I, I'm really wanting to kill Facebook, but my conversions number isn't great. What am I doing? So when I'm tracking my time on what I'm doing, I can leverage it better by either bringing in a system that's going to do a drip campaign or do something else that, that would leverage my time. So I'm not so focused on, you know, creating whatever it is I'm thinking of they're creating, but it's just bringing clarity in this last week. I logged 11 hours. No, it was 21, actually 21 hours in drive time for my business. Wow. Yeah. 21 and so when i sit down and it was 11 hours in follow-up time and follow up means i'm working in a transaction i have a transaction coordinator so when i end the week and i see i spent 11 hours in transactions and i have a dynamic woman who i have on our team handling transactions i have to ask myself what am i spending that time on and then i can evaluate that get myself out of that hand it over to her because in one hour, I can set an appointment. So if I'm spending 11 hours in transactions or 21 hours driving, why am I not in an Uber in the backseat setting appointments? You know, so- Yeah, absolutely. Bringing that huge clarity in. So when you start really tracking your time, and we're going back to the second most important thing, when you really track it and you understand your business and you see it from a greater angle, you're looking for the stories and your numbers and in your data. And you know your magic number. The sky's the limit. There's nothing holding you back.
0: So okay. So we've got some questions coming in. It seems like this is maybe a topic that people are going. Okay. We you tell us a little bit more. So I want to spend okay. a few more minutes here. But um, uh, first of all, we've got we've got uh, lots of people. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a lot of people in, uh, in engaging and commenting, and thank you for for doing that. Uh, there's so there's a few questions about this. Is uh, is Jamal Carey asks? He says, "Does Tammy, do you have an example template for a magic number?" So uh, maybe maybe a better way is is what are the key the the key inputs, for lack of a better way, to say that of of the things that we're looking for that would that would bring us to a magic number. So let's take sphere of influence for example, Where, our our network. What are the things that you would have somebody track that would help them to find that magic number?
1: Hmm. So track your phone calls for one and we we assign one point for a phone call. And then for a note like a happy birthday or I saw your son got married on Facebook. Congratulations, a note card personal note card mailed is two points. This is not a Geo farm card, you know, not a mass card. This is a true written note card that it would be two points emails one point. Um, emails are also considered like a text so that's one point and so those are your lead prospecting points when you're staying in contact with your sphere that's your lead prospecting point you want to know how many points it takes to get a referral from your sphere or even themselves doing something so how many phone calls do you have to make within your sphere and there's a couple of spheres out there there's the broad sphere that's like The thousand people you know okay that's that's the broad sphere and then we focus on what we call a top 50 sphere so it's really building a good relationship with a core within 50 people and these 50 people are then generating referrals for you because they're your top fans like that's your fan club those are the people that want to see you succeed those are the people you've shared your big why with what is that big why Those are people that say, I want Tammy to have her wife. She needs land to take her grandson four-wheeling on. So let's (laughs) gather around and help Tammy get some land with four-wheelers. You know, whatever it is, whether it's to pay for your kid's college, whether it's your husband lost his job and you got to make up the money. These are the 50 people that care about that. Okay, so your touch to them is going to look different than a thousand people you know. If you're calling a thousand people, you're likely calling them once a year, right? So your point conversion is gonna be a lot higher than calling just a core group of 50.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, and thank you for clarifying that. And if I understand correct, calls, notes, emails, texts, and they all have a a point value. So what, what you're tracking is, how often am I trying to connect with people? How often yeah. and and through what methods, right? which you know, I, I look and I go a handwritten note that makes sense to me. and again, you mentioned that this is not your mass postcard campaign that you're sending out. This is a handwritten note that you're that you're dropping in the mail, and it makes sense that that would be worth more than more than say a text message because right. because of the because of the response that it gets. is, is that accurate? It's
1: accurate because it's <laughs> meaningful. and. So if you're if you're using a, a text group or, you know, a, a text app that you just sent out a thousand texts, that's not meaningful. I recognize those texts. All right. I know those texts are different. than um, then somebody sending me something that says, hey, Tammy, congratulations on the birth of your grandson. Loved seeing that you're able to spend a month with them. You know, that's that's personable.
0: That touches,
1: that touches me. And it's actually gonna make me cry if I think about it, Um, but that touches me. Sending a happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great one.
0: (laughs) A little less meaningful.
1: (laughs) It's going good. (laughs) My son just, you know, killed it in a um, biking accident or whatever. Like, no, you gotta know your people.
0: Good. I, I love that. So let so let me let me ask one more time it, it, or, or ask this differently. So we talked about sphere of influence. You mentioned these. Are are you tracking the same things with say expired listings or for sale by owners? You're looking at calls, notes, emails, text messages, same thing. And those are the main things that you're tracking with the point the point system. Correct. But you're tracking them separate, expireds, FISBOS, yeah. sphere of influence. Because, yeah. want, because you want to know your conversion on each one of those.
1: You want to know your conversion on each one. We we do start off softly, though. You know, we don't hammer the people in the course. We start off softly and let's just track how many calls you're making today. What, whatever it's to, let's track your money making calls. And then we break it down as people start to understand what they want their pillar to be. Because people don't know. these are. Think of the majority of them are brand new agents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't even understand the pillars it's more important in the beginning they develop the habit of tracking they develop the habit of calling that's the first most important thing we're developing the habit before we're associating the points in different areas so once you develop the habit and you get the understanding of why this is important then we can break that out into your pillars and we take it a little deeper people are going to come in and not knowing if they they love Facebook leads or if they love door knocking. Um, and then some people will be like, I really don't enjoy Fisbos, but I'm so dang good at it. I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, So it's just until you learn that about yourself and learn um, really what moves the needle in your business, then we break it out. But we do start off soft with just let's just track Everything.
0: So, so that 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 brings another question to me is how much data do you need to be able to say okay we've got an accurate portrayal like do I need to go make calls for a week or do I need to make calls for ninety days and then and then so answer that and then I've got one more follow up question because I love this concept of tracking yeah. your numbers right I, I firmly believe that that you should be able to to off the top of your head go well I know that I've got to make. Uh, you know, my magic number is, is 250 for this lead type. I think that, that knowing that does allow you to track your business well. So ans- answer, answer that question for me. How much data do you need to have an accurate number?
1: A lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A lot, period.
1: Oh, uh, Keep uh, tracking yeah. it. It is into there. No, I'm still tracking. I'm, I'm still tracking And the reason why is once you become accustomed to it, it's hard, it's hard. And, you know, anybody listening to this, anybody watching this, uh, you know, I want to make it sound a lot of fun, like let's all track. It's so much fun. I want to make it sound like that, but it's hard. It's hard to develop that habit. It's a new routine. However, once you get in the habit of it and you see what it's done, it almost, your inner competition comes out like you want to compete with yourself to make that number better and then also i would say a brand new agent when they track after three months their numbers are going to look different a year later because they become better at their scripts. They become more confident at what they're doing. They become more routine in it. It becomes second nature. And all of those will result in a lower number conversion rate, depending on what they're tracking and their pillar. So even myself, when we look at COVID this year and our team, our numbers are different right now than they were at this time last year. Yeah. Because the market influenced it. If heaven forbid we were to ever, and I'm not saying everything going on now, we're going to be back in 20, 2008, but if forever we go back to that, the numbers are going to be different. But once you know it and you're able to track it, and you're able to say, you know what, last year my numbers were 100 points less, but this year I'm recognizing for me to set an appointment, it's now this number. So let me adjust my time on the phone. Let me just a lot more time, less. At lunch, and more time on the phone, so I can still hit my goals at the end of the year because the market changed.
0: So, so we've got um, we've got a question that's come in here, and I and I I love the question, but I want to ask it in a way that makes sense to the conversation that we're having. So I'm going to change it over so slightly. So the question is. I'm currently focusing on dialing geo leads. Would you suggest switching to focus on something like Fizbo's or expireds? So that's the question. But let me ask in relation to the conversation that we're having, because again, I love this idea of tracking numbers in your experience as you're, as your coaching agents and you're running your brokerage, do you find lower point values with geo leads and just listed, just sold geographic prospecting, or do you find lower, better converting numbers or, or, or we could just say, um, it, more ideal magic numbers with something like Fisbos and Expires.
1: Um, I would say so. For us, getting to an appointment, we'll get to an appointment sooner on a Fisbo okay. than we will on a Geo. It's just for for different reasons. One is a Fisbo's wanting people, you know, wants real estate agents in their home, right? That that's that's their goal. Right. We want real estate agents in our home. So when you call and you ask, can you come in their home? They're like, open door. Come on <laughs> Right. <with."
0: laughs> like,
1: that's what they want. And okay. so you're you're offering that up. So I can get into a home for an initial appointment sooner on a FISPO. Geos are a little different. When you develop a good relationship with a geo, you're going to have to have some kind of really good follow-up system, and it depends on how you're geoing. I mean, we geo coming soon listings. We geo for an open house. Some people develop a really good geo farm over a long period of time, and they're calling the exact same people all the time for a certain number of months, years, like three to four years, and they're developing that relationship. So their conversion after that amount of time and developing that relationship will be high. It'll be a good conversion. They're going to get good numbers out of it. But if all you're doing is calling a geo to say you have an open house coming up, would you like to attend? And they go, no, I'm not interested. And you go, okay, thanks. Goodbye. Yeah. You're going to have, um, you know, you're going to be on the phone a long time
0: calling people. You're, trying to- you're going to have to score a lot of points.
1: You're going to have to score a lot. Of- if Your goal is to be the highest point person in, in the office. You're going to get it. <laughs> um, so when you're calling someone on a video to invite them to open house, you got to have the right script to keep the conversation going or to ask for their email. I understand you're not going to be able to make it to this open house. However, can we still email you a link about the property in case you come across anybody that might be interested? You know, so you got to have something there to get more information, contact information from that geo to allow a relationship to happen. And then you can put them in a drip campaign. And and then you allow that to go until they get to the point in their life, whatever's going on in their life that they may want to do something. And it's going to be a couple of years later, likely before they decide, you know what, I want to move. And I just recognize this space because it's coming in my email all the time. So let me give her a call. Uh, does that answer the question? Yeah,
0: yes, it does. And and <laughs> again, I still I think I think people want more because there's some more questions that are coming in. And, right. and the one that's come in uh, it, from from Homes for Sale, so they must put in their their uh, their business name there. But uh, the question is, and I have this same question: How do you track your numbers? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you have, is it part of your CRM? Do you use some kind of app or tool? How do I keep track? Because if like you said, it's not glamorous, right? It, it's 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 the, it's the part of the, it's the 10% of the business that you don't love so that you continue to love the other 90, right? Is tracking your numbers. So how do you do that? What's the best way to maintain that data?
1: Oh, there's there's a a whole slew of ways to do it. We start off with a PDF and a a Google sheet. All right.
0: Mm -hmm. They're just entering it annually every day.
1: Yeah. And it just updates. So, you know, the data just collects over time. So, that's the you know easiest way. There are other programs that are out there that you can buy to, to tally points and add points up and apps that are out there for that, that you can access. But truly in the class, we start because I don't know where everybody's at in their business. I don't know what they have access to. I don't know how much money they have. We start with the free yeah. <laughs> and least expensive resources and it works, you know, a a PDF, you get a PDF and and it'll tally it in there for you, a PDF editor, you can save it. And um, if you were to even zap that to a a Google spreadsheet and then it would tally over time to give you some numbers. So there's a lot of ways you can do it, but we do have a PDF and I'm happy to send that over to you if you want to share it with people later on.
0: Yeah, that would be fantastic. Thank you. So, and we've got one more question here, another from Jamal. He says, by tracking your numbers, is there a daily number that you're trying to get to and when you get there, is your day finished? Oh, good
1: question. Okay, we like to um, have everybody create at least create when you're creating your plan for the week, for the month, for the year, that you're at least aiming to hit 61 points a day. Okay, that, that's what I have found the average. So when I'm looking at a lot of agents, what has been their average number? totally so the totality of it that has generated them to closings so when they hit 61 points a day and i believe it works out to 305 a week um that will generate a closing 305 to generate a closing and so the the goal is to hit 61 points a day now with that said i don't know your goals (laughs) you may want to close a thousand during the year so you may be hitting 61 before lunch and then 61 before dinner and so it's going to go back to what are your goals and as you develop your tracking and you know your conversion number you know if you are at you know 200 points for the week to closing instead of 305 and so it, it it'll balance or it'll calculate out depending on what your closing goals are but we at least, when we're when we're starting out, we aim to hit sixty one points a
0: day. And so, so anybody who's listening to this who wants to try this in their own business, 61 is a good starting point, and they can adjust from there as they they build out their data. Maybe they're a you know an expired listing pro, and they just they know that hey, this is where ninety five percent of my business comes from, and I rock expires. That number may be lower for them, or a newer agent without the skills and systems, it might be a little behind. But sixty-one is a good starting point.
1: It's a great, great and ambitious starting point. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good.
1: You will not be falling under the mark if you aim for sixty-one. And I mean, and there's other ways to earn points, like open house. We we assign ten points for an hour at open house. Now, if your open house is dead, and nobody coming up. Um, your internal ethical meter is going to have to decide if you want to get a lot of points for us. I say, and for the course, if nobody's there, be on the phone. Okay. So just earn your points another way, earn your points another way, because you got to recognize they're money making points. So if you're just a point collector and you're sitting in open dead, open houses, you're doing nothing. You're, you're, you're just killing your business. You took time away from your family to sit there and be a point collector.
0: yeah, I, I think of it like golf, right? The lower the number, the better. That's really what we want here. We want we want commission checks with a small number of points. Does that mean yeah. that we're doing really well? Yeah. I wish yeah. my golf game was that way. It's not.
1: <laughs> well, I don't play golf, so I'm going to take your word <laughs> that you're aiming for a small point.
0: <laughs> so, okay, so we've we've talked about I asked a question a long time ago, right? What are the, the, the things that an agent can't live without? We talked about culture, core values, mission plan, or a mission statement, business plan. And then we talked about this other thing about, about knowing your numbers, which yeah. I'm totally on board with. Yeah. What is this third this third thing that agents can't live without? Making the
1: call. Amen. Just, just that. <laughs> Making the call. We end every course. You know, if I were sitting here and Tyler, you are my course. And let's say there's five Tylers in my course right now, and I go, Tyler, what you gonna do this week?
0: Make you're the call. You're
1: gonna say, make the call. And I'm go, yeah, you are. At Tyler number two, what are you gonna do this week? Make the call. Make the call. That's it. So the third thing is you have to make the call. And when you understand that, then you're gonna be making calls. There's a lot of people in this industry, even those that are seasoned and organic, that are scared of making a phone call. They will spend, like, their conversion rate is probably like 800 points because they're just emailing people. They're not making phone calls. Or they're in some massive drip campaign that they've invested a ton of money in over years, and they're just sitting on their shelf waiting for that drip campaign to generate, and they're not making the call. When you truly understand our business, it's not a people business, it's not a relationship business. Those are tools we use and and way um, ways we get there. But it's a lead generation business. So when you truly understand, we are about building leads and generating leads. You can't can't have a relationship with the buyer if you didn't if you didn't get a lead. You gotta have the lead, and in order to do that, you gotta make the call. So the first, absolutely, the business planning with the culture. Second is know your magic number. And then the third is you got to make that call.
0: I I, I I love it. And I wish, I wish, Tammy, I wish that I could have every agent understand that you got to have leads because I, I know where to get them. I, I know how people can go get great leads, right? And we do use your great leads <laughs> every day. Uh, so let me ask this question is, is because... Um, a, a brand new agent and and uh, they can always get signed up with something like Red X and they could call all the leads we have for a, for a, a pretty low amount of money per month. Right. But when you when you have a new agent in this class and you're saying make the call, does the question ever come in where they go, yeah, but who do I call? I mean, how do you answer that question? Do you, do you have a order of priority where you go start with the people that you know and then here's who you call after that? What's the priority for a new agent to, uh, to get started doing that?
1: The first we do focus on is your top 50. Okay. So that's that's the first. Is let, let's add names there. Let's get the 50 names there. And you know we have agents that relocate. So if you were an agent, and you had a, you had a really good business in one state, but then you move to another state, your sphere in that state that you developed your past clients is gone. And, and yeah, it just went away. So you got to set that back up. However, when we're developing a top 50. Going back to the number one thing is building the routine. You're building a routine to contact 50 people every month. So I don't care where their names come from. Add your mama, add your aunt Sally, add whoever it is to the list. Because if you're building a routine around five people, it's going to be hard for you to build a routine around 20. You got to set yourself up. You can plug new people in later, but you got to set yourself up with calling out of that sphere now the next when we get into another pillar and this is why i love working on more than one pillars because guess what you can take with you when you go to a new state you can take an expired business
0: i was gonna say you can take red x
1: you can take red x you can take the geos. you can take a FISPO. when you learn another way to generate income besides the people who love you that can go with you anywhere you know you can develop a business and be successful anywhere you're going to take that knowledge and those skills with you so the next is if they don't have something like red x and i would highly recommend everybody does have red x because it's almost just and i hate to say stupidly cheap but it is so cheap (laughs) that you have access to so much within it that i don't know why anybody doesn't have it
0: um i totally agree (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) That wasn't even a shameless plug there for you, Tyler. That was just brutal
0: honesty. I, you know what, Tammy? I don't mind shameless plugs. <laughs> so even if it was, that would be okay. But I do right. I do appreciate the plug. You're welcome. You're welcome. I
1: got you. I got you. All right. Um, the next is just open up your contacts in your phone. If I were to ask you, Tyler, right now, how many contacts do you have in your cell phone? Do you know the number?
0: I, yeah, probably 400.
1: No, I bet you got more than that. Oh, I would bet, thank you. yeah I would bet you got a thousand contacts in your phone. But even if you did have four hundred, guess what? That's four hundred numbers of people you can call. It's Absolutely. more important when you're starting in the business to making a call and developing that than it is what script you're using, what you're saying, it's more important. pick up the phone and call people. You're developing that time in your day. So if you're setting aside your prospecting time, From 10 to noon monday through friday and you sit there and say i don't have anybody to call it's an impediment right that that and and we speak a lot in the course about fixed mindset and growth mindset it's an impediment you got people to call you might not know what to say so call your mama whoever it is you're developing the routine of sitting down from 10 to noon and making the call
0: so so here's here's the key question how do I get over the fear of picking up the phone? Because that, like you said, there's even a lot of veterans out there that are afraid to make the phone calls, uh, and 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 I'm on the same page here, right? Everything you're saying, I I'm agreeing with, and and uh, but that's one of the questions that we get at Red X a lot is. How, how do I get over that? How do I get over that hump? Because once you do create the muscle memory and the schedule and it becomes a lot easier, but you still got to pick up the phone and dial and that's yeah. hard for a lot of people. So how how would you, how would you get me through that? If that was something I was struggling with?
1: Well, the, the first is I recognize you're scared of it. And I, I would say, you know, and I tell this story a lot when, um, and I don't want to take up too much time, but When um, I was younger and I had to get from point A to a point B, this is like third grade, okay? And I I had to get to point B. I had to be at this girl's house to play with her new Barbie doll set. She got this new house. I loved it. I wanted it. I was jealous of it. I had to get there. But I wasn't allowed to cross this major highway to get to my friend's house. And I found a way to get there. And one is I used the the, um, storm drain gutter think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to get from point A to point B because my mom said I can't cross the road so I did and I went under it and I remember when I was down in this storm train looking at complete darkness like total darkness it stunk it was nasty I was scared hear the water going I knew my mom was going to shoot me and I'm looking down there and I was scared all right I was scared but my desire to hit my goal was greater than my fear. And what I did was I developed a plan to to not really overcome. I was still scared. Or What I did was I crawled out and I went home and I got a flashlight. And I used that tool to help me get to my friend's house. Was I still scared down there? I was. So when I'm talking to people about the fear, it's you recognize You may never, ever, ever get over that fear and that's okay. However, don't let it prevent you from succeeding. So once you acknowledge that you have the fear, it enables you to develop a plan or to find a tool to get through it and to make that call. And sometimes those tools are scripts. Sometimes those schools are those tools are a buddy. Sometimes those tools are, I'm going to call and practice on my mama first before I do this, whatever it is. But you have to at least acknowledge that you're scared of it. I talk to a lot of people. I tell you they are scared of making that call, but they will never admit it. They will never admit it. And I can't do anything with that. I can't help it. They can't help it until they come to the realization that they are scared. And I'm not telling people get over it. Because there's gonna be things you do that is still just scary. I get on a roller coaster. I ride them with my kids all the time. Guess what? I close my eyes. I'm still scared. <laughs> I'm still scared. I didn't overcome it. I just learned, okay, this is what helps me get through it. And, and everybody's gonna be a little bit different. Whether that's an empty room, you may realize, you know what? I'm scared to make a call because there's 20 other agents in this office and I don't want them to hear me. So go to the bathroom go to your car, you know, go to Sonic, wherever it is. Um, but find the tool that helps you and can enable you to just make that call. <laughs>
0: that's fantastic advice. Tammy, thank you so much. I, I think that, um, I, I as I mentioned at the beginning, I want people to be able to write a few things down and take a few things away. I've got two pages of notes just from us talking right here. and <laughs> and uh, And that's just so that I can make sure that we're getting the right information. I can't imagine somebody who's, listening, going, I'm going to put these things in my business today. So thank you so much. Uh, it's been, it, we're, we're buttoned up to the end of our time here, but it's been a fantastic 50 minutes. Uh, and, uh, and, and I can't thank you enough for the things that you've shared with us uh, to everybody who's been, uh, who, who's who been listening, whether you joined late or early, or you've been here the whole time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. Uh, x continues to do this podcast because we want for people to learn how to be successful. We want for people to be able to take things that other people are already doing successfully, duplicate that in their own business. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We just wanna teach people how the wheel works. Uh, So thank you for being here with us, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or on our corporate page, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the updates. So go to our, our, uh, our website, the and you'll get a pop-up there that allows you to enter in your email, uh, or you can go to our blog and register so that you're getting the updates for this podcast there. Uh, and as always make sure to, you, you go to our customer forum. I don't know, Tammy, if you've ever been in our customer forum, but it is so awesome and it's wow. such a it's such a good place. It's right in Vortex in the upper right corner, uh, and it's where you can where you can connect with other other uh, Redex users, where you can connect with other prospectors, uh, and it's uh, it's a fantastic place. In fact, we've got some contests that we do in every every once in a while as well, uh, and I think that we've got one going there. So so if if, if uh, your listeners RedX customers, make sure you get in there and see what contests we have going. Tammy, thank you so much. I uh, I I think we could go for for hours more. And uh, and and it wouldn't slow down at all. I think that we'd just get faster with the information you could share. So thank you for sharing your expertise with us, and uh, and congratulations on your first grandbaby, and uh, and and we hope there's many more to come. Thank you. Uh, you know, you'll stay with us right after here. We'll uh, we'll go over some things post show. But again, guys and gals, thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll be back on Monday uh the uh the 6th we won't we, ha- we won't have an episode this friday as we're coming up on the uh, independence day holiday so we'll uh, have another one here come monday 1 mountain time two thirty central thanks so much see everybody then